Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Inevitably, everything in life must slow down, come down to a crawl, maybe even halt, if you will. And yes, even that applies to Kansas basketball and the crazy offseason that has been the year 2021. Welcome in, everybody. Jonas Nordman here. Happy to talk with you. Happy to discuss what is happening in the world of Jayhawks basketball, as this is the Believe in Jayhawks basketball show on the Believe podcast network your number one podcast home and podcast network for professionals we believe in our teams do you believe and i believe that i hope everybody's doing well again i've seen that vaccination numbers are looking mighty fine right now i've seen that it's a crazy time across our country right now in in the sense that hey it's what late april we're getting some uh, snowstorms around the country. A little chilly where I'm at. Uh, I've seen there in the Midwest, there was some snowfall in Kansas. I saw a Colorado Rockies baseball game yesterday on Wednesday where they were playing baseball in the snow with large flakes falling from the sky. I don't know where else they'd be coming from, uh, but that seemed a little crazy for this time of year. So hopefully everyone's doing well. Uh, a little bit of a shorter episode today. The no- The nose. The news, as I said, has sort of, Come down to a creep. Still some stuff to talk about. And I want to really start off the show. And the the main topic of today, the main course, is going to be not a requiem. I don't want to make it sound like that he's dead and for Marcus Garrett. But I want to give him his appreciation. And maybe I've done that enough over the course of the year plus of this show. But, you know, there is some news about Marcus. And I want to give him his proper due. So we'll get to that in a second. And then some transfer news, although it doesn't necessarily mean it's happening to Kansas and affecting their roster, but I think you'll find it interesting nonetheless. So appreciate you listening as always. Appreciate you just being you. Way to go. (laughs) So let's get to Marcus Garrett. Yesterday he announced he's not going to take his super senior season for the 2021-2022 uh, season next year, next upcoming year. He's going to pursue his dreams of playing professionally. Hopefully that is in the NBA. Um, he's going to go through the process. He's sort of, I believe, projected as a potential second-round draft pick. Uh, could get a look for those two-way contracts for the NBA and the G League. Regardless, you know, I worry a bit about Marcus's foot speed in the NBA. He's got the guile. He's got the instinct. He's got the know-how. Uh, there's no doubt about that. And younger Marcus Garrett, when he first came to Kansas, out of Dallas, Skyline High School. And anytime I see his Skyline uniform, I think of Skyline Chili in Cincinnati. Not related at all, but that's what I think of. But, you know, he, he had some really ferocious dunks. He was really able to get up, but you know, the ankle trouble sort of kept him grounded more towards the end of his career the last couple seasons. So I wonder about the foot speed. We know about the hand speed. And like I said, the instincts and, and the know-how of where to be. 
And I do think there's a place for that in the NBA. In fact, I think having a player like that on your roster, every NBA team is going to have oodles of athleticism and ability, but why not have that heady player who could change a game in a different way, right? So we'll see how NBA evaluators evaluate Marcus Garrett, but let's just more so reflect on his time at Kansas. Really interesting career, right? Had some incredible highs. I think it was his freshman year, right? Where Kansas went to the final four. He was this good athlete. This guy who was clearly a really good defender. Bill Self had this trust of this guy, Marcus Garrett. He was playing a lot of minutes, but couldn't hit a shot to save his life. Funky hairstyle. (laughs) Rolled up his shorts all the way up to his groin. Made the final four. Then, of course, you know, his sophomore year, the year that Kansas lost the streak. Not necessarily his fault, but, you know, he was there with Diedrich Lawson and Dave McCormack came in, Quentin Grimes, who is now no longer a Houston Cougar. But And then this past season, his senior season, where the, the team, call it underperformed as you want, had some extenuating circumstances that played against them, uh, ran into a really good Baylor team in conference, albeit they beat Baylor on Marcus Garrett's senior night, which was really special. And, and of course a tournament run that did not fit the the breadth of his career. Um, Of course, that's all sandwiched around just an outstanding junior season for Marcus Garrett. That's when I hit the air or the recordings and started talking about how amazing of a player and how amazing of a season he was having now two seasons ago, of course. And I sort of wanted to think about Marcus Garrett into his career And, you know, here's the numbers on him. He ends his career with 984 points, which is kind of disappointing, right? So close to that magical 1,000-point mark. And you think if maybe he had an NCAA tournament last or two seasons ago or even had one more game uh, this past year, he gets there. So 984, but he's not an offensive guy, right? The offense is not what's going to define him. Uh, 181 steals which is 10th most in Kansas history, which I find remarkable, right? It seems like he was picking up two, three, maybe even four steals a game. You'd think he'd be shooting up the, the rankings a little bit more than that, but considering he didn't take a redshirt year, limited playing time his freshman year, uh, still amazing stuff. And then 351 career assists, 19 most at Kansas, which I do think actually speaks to the amazing versatility that he had because Uh, The game I've referenced many a time is that game last year. You know, Marcus got a lot of, got a lot of flack this past year online because he was in a role that didn't fit him when he was the X factor. And he was the glue guy behind the two all Americans in Devon Dotson and Yudoka Azubuki. He shone or shined through. And you could argue that he was perhaps even the second most important player on that team the team that finished number one in the country and would have been the odds-on favorite to win the national championship. Because do remember, Devon Dotson got hurt. Kansas was heading to Norman, Oklahoma. Without their point guard, Marcus Garrett took the ball, was the primary guard, and had an amazing game running the offense. And really a game that people were not really looking forward to for Kansas. Could have been a lot tougher than it ended up being. He put together an amazing performance. So it was the subtleties of Marcus Garrett's game that I really appreciated. And I think he goes, he leaves Kansas 
as one of my favorite players, if not my favorite player watching at KU, which is crazy, right? I mean, think about the moments, Mario Chalmers and his shot, Devon Dotson, Frank Mason, and the way they led teams to some really high highs. Thomas Robinson dragging a team to the national championship game. You know, there was that year of Jeff Withy and Ben McLemore. Special stuff. But Marcus Garrett leaves and finishes his time, and he's right up there for me. And again, it's the subtleties. Um, think about the names I just said. There was a clear effervescence with Devontae Graham, and his excellence shone through right off the TV screen. It was easy to see. Three-pointers, that smile. Thomas Robinson and his energy, right? Like some of these guys' excellence is clear to see. Points, rebounds, wins. Not a big deal. Marcus Garrett, demure. You don't hear a lot from him in the media. You know, he spoke a lot to in press conferences this, this past year because he was the senior. He was the leader of the team and perhaps forced into that role, uh, a role that didn't necessarily fit him because he's, he's a soft-spoken guy. But it's the steals at key times for Marcus Garrett. It was getting to the basket, even though he didn't necessarily have the great athleticism to finish around the rim, but finding a way to find that angle off of the glass, right? Getting a defender on his back hip, dribbling, probing, and next thing you know, he's right there at the basket, laying it in. And I know, again, this past year maybe clouded some of these judgments, but he was a wildly effective player, even offensively. No, he never became a reliable three-point shooter, and that's okay. But he did improve. This past year, 11 points per game, 4.6 rebounds per game, 3.7 assists per game, and he actually hit 46% and 35% from downtown. It's not terrible. That's really not. And that's for a guy who... Honestly, he has a broken jumper. <laughs> so I don't know if this is an outlandish statement to say. I don't know if this is really going out on a line. This was a guy who two seasons ago after his junior year did win Naismith Defensive Player of the Year nationally. But I think Marcus Garrett's got to have his jersey retired in five years. I really do. He's top 10 in steals, which is a direct marker on his career and how he played. He was a major influencer. <laughs> He's like an Instagram influencer for a team that finished atop the polls and, like I said, would have won the national championship or would have had an excellent chance at the national championship. Made a Final Four. I think Marcus Garrett needs to have his jersey retired, not his number retired. <laughs> Kansas doesn't do that. They'd run out of jersey numbers. When you look at the, the rafters and that line of jerseys on one end, you know, maybe Azubuki and Dotson get the, repre uh, the representation of that group and have their jerseys retired. I assume Yudoka will. But I, I think Marcus Garrett has got to go down in the Pantheon. As I've said, certainly the most versatile and excellent defender I've ever seen in a Kansas uniform. And I think there's an argument for best defensive player in the Bill Self era. Different styles, different ways to go about it, 
Uh, you could say Jeff Withy's the best defensive player. You could say Russell Robinson, Mario Chalmers for what they did. Uh, on the perimeter, of course. You know, guys like Cole Aldrich. The way they locked down the middle, he, he and Jeff Withy. But from guarding the point guard down to the power forward, no one was certainly more versatile and more effective than Marcus Garrett. And man, is he stylish. <laughs> Check out his Instagram feed. You will see him in varying levels of fits, and he's always looking clean. Probably the best-dressed guy on the roster, or at least in Kansas history. I'll give him that. If you're not going to retire his jersey, at least give him the title of best-dressed Jayhawk. <laughs> or cleanest fits. So shout out Marcus Garrett. I hope nothing but the best for him. Don't know him personally. Could be a bad guy. I hope not. Um, but from watching him from afar, he's been amazing to watch on the basketball court. And I wish him nothing but success. And I hope he has success again, hopefully in the NBA. That would be amazing. Would love to see a player of his caliber. Would love to see a player of his skill set really have success. And by the way, speaking of former Jayhawks from that team a couple of years ago, it's really funny. I've, I've talked about following Devon Dotson's parents on Twitter over the past year or so. They are on the war path right now. They want Devon to get some minutes in Chicago. So tweet at them, tweet at the Bulls. We got to start tweeting at the Bulls to get Devon more minutes. They're frustrated. They're bringing up good points. People come out, come back at them and say, he's too small. And his parents will tweet right back. Yeah, really? Well, they did the measurements and he's facing off and the Bulls are facing teams with you no know, players that are actually measured shorter than Devon. So that can't be an issue. <laughs> so I, let's join the cause. More playing time for Dotson. Hashtag more dot. Wasn't even going to talk about that today, but I feel like it was worth it. All right. You listen to the Believe in Jayhawks basketball show. Jonas Nordman here, ushering you along through another just awful offseason of no college basketball. There's no college basketball in our life, no Kansas basketball. Things just seem a little bit down, even though I know it overlaps with summertime. So, remember what happened when Kansas was in the tournament? No, not the USC game. We're talking transfers, by the way. Final score, Kansas 93, Eastern Washington 84. And if you sat there and said, man, I'm glad KU does not have to face those Groves brothers again. I, boy, do I have news for you. Announced earlier in the week, both Tanner and Jacob Groves, no, they're not transferring to Kansas, will be suiting up for a new head coach in Norman, Oklahoma, Porter Moser, and the Oklahoma Sooners. How about that? Tanner Groves essentially takes the spot. I guess you could say Jacob does also, but Tanner is the main piece of this, the big, the big burly brother with the hair who looks like a lumberjack. Because Oklahoma lost Brady Manick. He is transferring to North Carolina, which is an interesting move in of itself. So they lose that sort of stretch big, if you will, and insert the Groves brothers, who last time Kansas saw them a couple weeks ago, well, Tanner was going off for 35 points <laughs> on 5 of 11 three-point shooting, and Jacob went for a career-high 23 points on 8 of 11 shooting. 
thank God we don't have to see these guys again. These goofies, goofy son of guns. Well, <laughs> going to see them two, maybe three times next year. It'll be fun. Oklahoma could have a monster building down there. Enormous. Man, the Big 12 maybe only improved this past offseason, at least coaching-wise. I have a great respect for Lon Kruger. I think he's done some great things at Oklahoma. K-State guy, sure. Seems like a nice guy, though. Kind guy. The uh, Buddy Heald team, of course, that KU famously went to three overtimes with and did make the Final Four, that Oklahoma team did. Uh, that was that was an, just an excellent team. Unbelievable college basketball team. It's a really good team builder, really good program builder. But to bring in Porter Moser, who's done excellent things at Loyola of Chicago, and then to get these transfers down there in Oklahoma, man. And then, of course, Chris Beard going to UT, going to Texas. If he continues the program building that he did in Lubbock with those resources, in theory, Chris Beard could have just a behemoth brewing down there in Austin. We'll see, though, right? Different circumstances. But, yeah, the news here are the Groves bros going to Norman. And we're, we're going to wrap it up on this. I have one more piece of transfer news. Of course, Kansas has brought in a lot of players, but that means they've had to have somewhat of a mass exodus of talent or at least roster spots leaving the team this year. And Tristan Inaruna, a guy who, on these airwaves, and I've said it over chats and several different places, a guy I feel like just has talent oozing out of his pores. Just couldn't put it together. Maybe he's lazy defensively, can't figure it out. Maybe he's a little daft, soft in the head. I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. But with that length and that shooting ability that he sometimes flashes, I, I just thought in the modern game, he just seemed like a perfect prototypical if not modern-day small ball center, certainly a stretch four. But didn't work at Kansas. That's fine. It's a tough place to play coming in from the Netherlands or wherever he was before coming to Kansas. He is Dutch. And if Kansas fans, again, were like, man, would love to see Enaruna blossom. I hope nothing but the best for him. Just don't want him to hurt Kansas. Well, we'll see. Because much like the Groves brothers, KU is now going to see Tristan and Aruna two, maybe three times a year as he's going to transfer to Iowa State, which I found very interesting. Iowa State, I believe, fired Steve Prohm. Honestly, uh, I am now shining a lot of myself. I am not sure who Iowa State Hired for their new head coach, if they did hire anyone. Doing a quick search as we talk. TJ Otzelberger. Okay. Was not aware that TJ had taken over for Iowa State. From, yeah, coach previously at South Dakota State. So, could work out. But yeah, Steve Prohm no longer there. And uh, Coach Otzelberger bringing in Tristan and Aruna. You know, I want all the empowerment possible for these kids. They deserve it. Uh, the NCAA is a little bit tyrannical. Man, I'd, I'd be lying if I didn't have mixed reactions when I, I saw that Tristan was going to Iowa State in conference. <laughs> so 
if nothing else, Kansas should have a really good scouting report on him when it comes time to play the clones, you know, two to three times a year. That that'll be interesting. Will he have his career years against Kansas? Probably, right? Everyone always seems when they see that bullseye of the Kansas uniform come through the door, uh, they always seem to have their best games. And you don't think Tristan Anaruna is going to want to prove some people wrong? Bookmark it. 25 points for Anaruna, both games in conference. <laughs> All right. Good stuff. Hope, hopefully, like I said, everyone's keeping warm. Really weird winter weather right now here in the springtime. Uh, but otherwise, I hope you do enjoy your upcoming weekend. Again, let me know your thoughts. Uh, am I crazy for saying that Marcus Garrett absolutely should have his number retired, or sorry, his jersey retired in the Allen Fieldhouse rafters? Doesn't seem that outlandish. I was thinking as I was putting together my notes and thinking about today's show, saying I'm going to say something outrageous and say that Marcus Garrett should have his jersey retired. And then I thought of it and realized, is that really that crazy and outlandish? But let me know. Let me know your thoughts. Um, let me know, I don't know, your favorite Jayhawk if you want. It's all good with me. I love, I love discourse. That's what we're all about here. So believe in Jayhawks basketball show. Uh, appreciate it. Take care. Um, today's my two weeks of my first dose of vaccination. So I am feeling real strong right now. Uh, I'm not going to go around smooching everybody in public quite yet. I probably won't do that regardless, but you know, give it a couple weeks. You never know. <laughs> Anyways, uh, take care, everybody. Stay warm, stay together, stay vigilant. But as always, rock chalk. So I can bust like a bubble. Compton and Lone Beach together. Now you know you in trouble. Ain't nothing but a G thing, baby. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.